The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While Peter was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. And then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. And Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It seems that in our modern times, we have lost the ability to whisper. Everything is so loud nowadays, especially voices are loud. Politicians and TV preachers and, and even mothers in grocery stores with kids, they're all talking loudly. They're bellowing. They're almost sometimes screaming, you know, vote for me, pay attention to this. You kids, get out of the skittles right now. It's, it's loud here in these times. In the advent of microphones and loudspeakers and televisions that seem to turn up automatically at the advertisements, it's just a loud world we live in. Even our texting, when we want it to be really loud, we do it in all caps. It's a loud world, and we've forgotten how to whisper. We've forgotten even more the meaning and the beauty of whispering. 
how lovely it is to express love to a child by whispering those words in their ears at night before they go to bed. You're my son, you're my daughter, and I love you. How wonderful it is to express compassion for someone who is suffering by whispering, I care. And how perfect it is to express the many mysteries of God in our world and in our lives, not through yelling, not through bullhorns, not through great microphones and loudspeakers, but by whispering those words that express those mysteries that are so difficult to express otherwise. You know, when we read or hear this story today of the Transfiguration, because we are so accustomed to a being in a loud world and so accustomed to presuming that loudness equals power, that we almost automatically defer in our imaginations to hearing God's voice today when it comes out of that cloud that has covered Jesus and Moses and Elisha and the three apostles, we almost automatically presume that it must have been a loud voice, a booming voice, a bellowing voice from above that shakes the entire world. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Yet, this is a tender moment in the Gospel of Matthew. This is a moment calling for, for compassion. This is a moment where the mysteries of the faith are being revealed in the most powerful way imaginable, but quietly. Why is it tender? Because Jesus, just before taking these three disciples up to that mountain, has told them and the other nine all that is going to happen to him in Jerusalem just a few days, few weeks hence. He tells them about suffering. He tells them about the cross. He tells them, most of all, about his miserable, horrible death on a cross under the hot afternoon sun of a Friday. And they don't get it. They don't understand. Peter says, no, that could never be. And Jesus must surely have whispered to them, yes, it will be. So this is a tender moment for Jesus because he has just revealed himself, his passion, his death, and indeed his resurrection to his closest friends. It's a moment calling for compassion because that is heavy stuff. And Jesus wants them to understand him. He wants to share his deepest self with them. And how does he do it? By yelling and screaming and bellowing? 
He does it with a tenderness and light. He allows them to open their eyes to who he most deeply is. His spirit, his soul, he allows them to see beyond the surface of his exterior and know his heart. To know the divinity that rests within himself. That's intimate. That's tender. And as he prepares to suffer, he's asking them for compassion. Peter, he's never quite there all the way. Once again, he says, hey, Jesus, that's great. You know, we got this whole vision thing going here, and we got Moses, and we got Elijah. Let's build three tents. And, and as if to cut him off because he's not understanding, the cloud comes over them. As if to say, you can't live under the clouds. You can't live in the shadows. You have to live in the light. And this is where we have to reimagine our presumption about the voice that comes out of that cloud, the voice of God. Was it booming like the voice of a drill sergeant? This is my son. Pay attention to him. Shut up, Peter, for once. Or do we imagine it as it most probably was? A whisper from God, spoken softly and tenderly and with the greatest of love. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen to him when he speaks about his passion and death and his resurrection. Listen to him when he whispers in your ear that he loves you. Listen to him when he whispers to you that you too will share in the resurrection. Don't be afraid. <laughs> so that throws the three apostles down to the ground. They are so astounded by what they now have seen and heard with their own ears, this whisper from God's own heart, his own lips, that they fall to the ground trembling with fear, for finally they understand that they are in the presence of God of all creation, the God of their forefathers, the God of Moses and Abraham and Elijah, and all of them. And they tremble, and they're downcast. Jesus, as they say, like father, like son, goes to them and touches them first. And again, almost certainly, whispers to the three of them, Peter, James, John, arise. That, that word is filled with Easter reverberations. Arise. Be assured that when your own time comes, I will be there to whisper in your ear, Arise. Arise, Peter. Arise, James. 
Arise, John. Do not be afraid. Oh, it's so lovely. It's so lovely to hear a whisper from God now and then. And, and that means that for us, all these years later, the, the, those words of the Father to the three, you know, listen to him, are words that we have to take seriously in our own lives. How do we listen to Jesus? How do we listen to God? How do we listen to the Holy Spirit moving among us? Most of the time, his voice is going to be the voice that comes to us in a whisper because it is intimate and it is tender and it is compassionate and it is able to convey the mysteries of God's presence here close to us. To whisper, you have to be cheek to cheek, ear to ear, heart to heart. And that is a great challenge for us who live in a society and a world that is very, very loud. Now and then we have to find the time and the way and the place to, to go up to a mountaintop, to get away from the noise, to get away from the all caps, to get away from the bellowing so that we can hear the whisper of God's gentle tender, intimate, mysterious voice in our ears, in our hearts, in our very souls. So that when all is said and done, when our last breath has been taken and our heart has beat its last beat, we too will be able to hear the voice of Jesus so close to us, cheek to cheek with us, whispering in our ear, arise, do not be afraid.